Be'ezus Hashem Yisbarech. We will continue what we are learning in Simon Beis in the Geras HaKodesh. The Holy Letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12. But the Shir is in the Schus for Shalema for Hinda Bastabarachal. We're learning the holy letter that the act of compassion and charity is peace and the inner obsession with compassion is a never-ending, everlasting tranquility and harmony. We are going deep into this idea of understanding the difference between the obsession and an obsessive nature with compassion as opposed to just a mere activity where a person is not fully invested in the business, in the activity of compassion, where you have a person that superficially is giving kindness, and then you have a person that obsessively He is giving kindness. And although a very subtle difference between the two, because when you say that somebody's doing something once or he's doing something many times, it would seem that there's no difference between the two. But in fact, the Holy Balatanya in this letter Shears a subtle nuance that when it comes to the heart, it's very different. When you give charity once, when you give compassion once, when you put in a coin in a charity box, you're usually, or you are automatically giving kindness superficially, which means that you are giving with the right side of your heart. To give with the right side of your heart means to give love. It means that you have something and you're giving to somebody who does not have. And this is a tremendous energy because a person has emotions in their heart and the natural inclination of our heart is for a person who generates emotions to use those emotions for themselves when a person decides to give charity even one time he creates a peace in the world a peace between the one who has 
and the one who doesn't have. But a person who's developed and cultivated and generated an obsessive nature. And this obsession is in charity. Then the obsessive nature in the charity has changed the quality of all of his charity. This is one of the enormous revolutions of the Holy Balatanya with this letter. You might think if you do something once, it's an act. And if you do it many times, many more times than you're expected to do it, you might think it becomes obsessive. And therefore an obsession is merely doing an act many times. Says the Holy Balatanya, when it comes to the heart, it's actually very different. Because when you do with your heart on the right side, you're giving. You're giving. And giving will affect the poor man. It will change his life. You give him a thousand dollars. You've given kindness. You walk away. He walks away. And he has a thousand dollars to buy groceries for Shabbos. You went away from your selfishness. You could have just bought your own Shabbos. You know, it's so important to think about this because all these holy letters from the Balatanya were written to people. As you'll see in letter number 16, he talks about people who are going through a time like we're going through today where the middle class was getting hurt, tremendous recession, people borrowing to live. He says, Oya by Achai Veraya Shekenafshi. My brothers who I love like my own soul, I did not forget about your recession, that you are borrowing to live, but still it's not good what you're doing for your souls, that you're borrowing to live, but you're eating fatty foods, you're having family celebrations, and you're borrowing to live to buy designer clothing, and you're borrowing to live to have Fish and meat and all tasty foods. But when it comes to giving charity to the other person, you're not borrowing to live. He says, you're borrowing to live. Hashem Yerachem Aleyhem. God should have compassion on you. You should not need to borrow. But if you're borrowing to live in family festivities and having food, meat, fish, designer clothing, then you must borrow to live, to give to a poor man at least the bare minimum. And this is the idea, even this is just the idea of tzedakah. It's the idea of charity. It's a tremendous peace in the world because the average person who's borrowing to live or the average person who's not even borrowing to live, he has a comfortable Shabbos. He just spent a thousand dollars in the supermarket. Why should he go into Shabbos thinking that how can I enjoy my Shabbos if there's another person who doesn't have Shabbos? Or why should he go into Shabbos thinking if I'm enjoying my Shabbos, I want someone else to enjoy my Shabbos? He wants to enjoy Shabbos. Shabbos is 
holy day of the week. Comes the Balatanya and says, no, tzedakah is one of those awesome mitzvahs that brings peace in the world. You make it peace between God and the Jewish people because a poor man who you changes Shabbos, you usher God into the world because God says, I created this world tit for tat. I created this world mida connected mida. I created this world in a way that this poor man, for whatever reason, it's exeira, aniva asher ka'amar. It's exeira, either because of his sins, either because of your sins or someone else's sins. I will not give you, you will not be privy to know why he is poor. But ultimately, the money lies with you. Not necessarily all the money of all the people, but Hashem, it's how they govern now. Wherever footsteps of man will bring you, the people that you meet in your life, you all, you always have a connection with them. Spiritually, ontologically, your mission in your life, you were meant to meet them, your soul and their soul have a connection. But it's not easy for a person to get out of his state, even one time, even just activity. My Shabbos, his Shabbos. Many people I know, they don't go into Shabbos without making sure that at least one family has identical to what they have. Because they can't imagine, even if they have guests or they don't have guests, the guests on Shabbos Kodesh, the idea of Misha Torah of Shabbos, to go into Shabbos knowing that I worked the whole week, but I'm going to enjoy. What about a person who worked the whole week and doesn't have money, can enjoy? They won't go into Shabbos without providing at the minimum what they have for Shabbos for a poor family. That's my tzedakah. That itself says the Holy Balatanya in this letter. Do not diminish that. That's the purpose of this world. That is making peace between God and the Jewish people because God says in that space, you are God. You're my partner. I created this whole world with a tremendous travesty, with a tremendous potential for suffering. Because I want people to transcend their selfish natures. I want them to transcend their chinuch. I want them to, to, to learn the Torah. Machzikim bo, machzikim the Torah. The Torah is rachmona, the Torah is compassionate. I want them to discover the story of history. I want them to see why they got the Torah. I want them to understand the Taryag Mitzvah is all about compassion. I want them to, the Shinantam Levanecha, the Bartam Bom, I want them to talk about compassion all the time. Avram Avinu's children, this is what Avram Avinu was told, you're going to tell your children all the time about giving 10% to charity, about being a charitable nation. So that's making peace because God says, once I created this world, if I interfere, then I'm doing it. But if I'm doing it through you and you're actually doing it, I have a partner in creation and the activity of creation, but it's in the creation nonetheless because you've made peace between me and the poor man. And the Balatanya in this letter says that this is an awesome, awesome revolution and revelation of peace in this world. But then he says something far more magical. 
which is that if you push yourself all the time in compassion, all the time, push yourself, you will change from kindness, you will change from tzedakah to compassion. And what is the difference between the two? The obsession of kindness transforms your kindness to become compassionate all the time. Compassion is born through your kindness that's done obsessively. That's why he makes the subtle difference in this letter. When he talks about Maisa Tzedakah, he talks about Tzedakah. Just charity as opposed to compassionate charity. And what's the difference between charity and compassionate charity? And the, this enormous revolution, we started to touch upon it yesterday, is the radical transformation of this letter. Which is to understand the birth of compassion. When you give from your right side of your heart, that's masculine giving, whether you're a man or a woman. You're giving love. That love may even be in the form of a thousand dollars. But the money that you're giving, the energy of that money is the energy of love. But an, love is just an idea. Love is just an idea. It's an idea like the soul is an idea. It's an idea like wisdom is an idea, like an invention is an idea. It's tremendous when it's love as opposed to wisdom. It actually means something. The money you're giving, a thousand dollars that you work for because you want to share with the other person, not only you should have, but another person should have. You're giving him a thousand dollars. You're sharing your love is expanding. Your heart's expanding from not just from you down to your body where you're selfishly fulfilling your own loves. Not only from you to your family, but it's expanding to a stranger. It's phenomenal. But when you start to give like that all the time, do you know what happens? Your love doesn't just come from the right side, it comes from the left side as well. Because once you start to push and give more and more and more, you become a compassionate human being, which is very different than giving love. Because from the right side is love, from the left side is feeling. You see, on your left side is your left side of your heart is your gvura. Gvura means to be empty. Gvura means to feel. Even if you're a man or a woman, if you're busy giving, you're giving love. But the love that you're giving, you're not feeling it. Just like if you're a man or a woman. If you're teaching wisdom, do you understand the wisdom? To understand the wisdom is to access the left side of your brain. Wisdom is wisdom. Wisdom must be understood. But wisdom can be taught without being understood by the teacher. Wisdom is a flash of lightning. Wisdom is a tremendous energy. But wisdom must be impregnated by understanding and understanding must cipher it. Bina must work it through. Take out the pregnant potential. Give birth to a child, which is das, to give birth to something new. The same thing is the right side of the heart and the left side of the heart. When you give me love, I feel the love. 
When I'm giving you love, I'm giving love. They are two separate energies. By nature, I cannot give you feeling. That doesn't exist. But in order for me to give a love with feeling, I have to first feel you. I have to feel your emptiness. And when I feel your emptiness, when I listen to you, when I understand you, when I use my left side, which is my hearing, my listening, my feeling, my heart that resembles my ear. There's two parts of the heart. The heart that's giving and the heart that's receiving. The heart that's receiving is feeling. Yes, that heart is going to be permeated with a flame. That part of the heart has goosebumps. That part of the heart is thorough. That part of the heart is quality. And that part of the heart is infinity. And that part of the heart is permeation. There's a qualitative consciousness. The whole body is shook into the core. You're suffering with the other person. But it's a feeling heart. It's something entirely different than a giving heart. A feeling heart in that space, I'm poor. I'm listening. I'm empty. My heart is permeated with love because I'm giving love, but I'm giving through feeling. It means I feel you, me, and you are not disconnected, but you're a stranger. But I've given so much until I've come permeated with love, meaning to say that my left side of my heart is activated also, not for me, not for what's missing by me, but for what's missing by you. You understand how enormous this is in a marriage? You understand the whole secret of humanity is God split up male and female. Women are primarily responsible for feeling. Men are primarily responsible for giving love. But if there's not that inter-inclusion between husband and wife, if a man doesn't understand that he could subtly, superficially feel, he has to get in touch with his left side, to get in touch with deep with his right side of his wife and his left side of his wife. Because he will never truly be able to feel God. Never truly be able to feel his children. Never truly be able to feel a poor man. Unless he gets in touch with the left side of his wife's whole experience of her heart. Because her heart is responsible for the left side, which is the side of feeling. You understand? So his wife has a right side, which is the love of feeling. And she has a left side, which is the feeling of feeling. And he is just the right side of love, which is to give love. And then he has a tiny bit of feeling the love. Because he's responsible for love. He's responsible for the right side of this enormous heart in this marriage. Because this marriage is one heart. And there's two ventricles in the right side of the heart and two ventricles in the left side. Right side of the first side is the man's right side. And the left side of the first side is the man's left side, which means his feeling ability, but that's superficial. But if he's not going to start to narrow himself down to feel what his wife, his wife says, don't tell me you love me, show me you love me. What does that mean? Feel what I need. Intimacy, into me see, come down deep into me. Listen to what I'm telling you. Don't be smarter. Narrow yourself down. Access your left side of your heart, your compassion, because in that we will create compassion. Marriage was for a creation of compassion, not for a creation of kindness. 
And the woman has to slowly elevate herself from her left side to the, to understand her enormous obligation to give over that feeling, to activate that feeling, to activate the left side of her husband, which is very superficial. He's only superficially feeling to start to get in touch with more of her right side, which is the giving of love back to him, which is what he knows best, but to give it to him more qualitatively to wake up his left side. So there's an interaction where she accesses the most right side of him, which is the deepest love to make it real and feeling. And he, she has to lift up the deepest feeling that she has to her right side to come closer to him. And then you have the most extreme unities, which is he brings from his deepest right side, which means the most enormous kindness. And she brings the most enormous feeling and together they create a compassionate heart. Together they create an enormous, infinite revolution in the home. An enormous, infinite revolution of listening to the poor man. Because it's done together. And the same thing is done with a rich man and a poor man. To be mephias, to listen to another person on understanding heart, like Shloyma Malagat, to be mephias someone, to comfort him, means to listen to him, to activate the left side of your heart, which means to listen to his emptiness, to his paucity, to use your gvura, your strength, not just to give from your right side, but to give in permeation, which means avoid the tzedakah. Everybody could give compassionately. But if it's your obsession, you have activated the left side of your heart. You've activated your infinity. You have tapped into what God wants with this world because we are the left side of God's heart. He's the right side. But compassion created this world for compassion. And that compassion is me and you. We create that compassion that he wants. We own that feeling. We have that feeling, that left side. We feel when we feel each other, when we feel God in prayer. It's all activization of the left side. And it comes from a space of paucity. It comes from a space of emptiness. But in that space, the whole body is riddled with goosebumps. It's riddled with an infinite energy, an energy of permeation, an energy that God, so to speak, creates and an experience that God creates through us and together with us, where he's the right side of the heart, so to speak the infinite love energy, and we are the left side, we make that energy real. We permeate it. We feel that love, and we share it with each other. And in that space, compassion is born. That space, there's an infinity that's beyond description. In that space, there is silent, everlasting, never-ending tranquility. It's an indescribable feeling when you connect with somebody on a soul level, when you feel his suffering and you fire him, you comfort him. When husband and wife have eliminated boundaries, the boundaries of the difference of the way we look at it. A woman has the love and she feels the love and a man's giving the love with tremendous feeling. And then she's giving him back that love with feeling. And he's listening to her and feeling her and giving them love with feeling and it goes back and forth all the time, deeper and more profound. Where love becomes feeling and feeling becomes love and they're interchangeable until the whole body is permeated to the whole marriage. Until Hashem says, I want to be in that marriage. I want to provide to a rich man who's giving with so much feeling. 
So the rich man and the poor man both feel at whole because the poor man is mephias. He's comforted. He's felt. His pain has been sucked up by someone else. Someone has absorbed. Someone has felt his pain. And to comfort somebody, you get 11 blessings. And to give him kindness, to give him love, you get six blessings. But to do them together means you have eliminated poor man and rich man. And in that space, Hashem says, I want to give you infinitely. Because I want that. I created this world for compassion. That is the most beautiful thing in the world. And to unleash that, to touch that even for one moment. is one of the most magical things in the world. It's indescribable. But it unleashes on your family. On your community. On your marriage. It's never lasting, everlasting, never ending. Silent tranquility. 